comment area. What's up, comic book fans? Pete here from Comic Books Transform, where me and my very good friend Brian over there talk about adaptations from comic books into movies and streaming shows. We are now five movies in to the Tomorrowverse, DC's most recent animated shared universe. And we are talking about Green Lantern, John Stewart's very first feature-length movie. So, Brian, uh, John Stewart is a pretty big guy uh, because he was in the Justice League cartoon that went on for so many years. And yeah, uh, that that's where my primary knowledge of him comes from. Really, is, is from that show. Exactly, and he was voiced by the great Phil Lamar, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask you right off the top, who is your favorite Green Lantern? Uh, it, it, a long time ago it was Kyle Rayner. Um, yeah, but I, I don't I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll stick with yeah. Kyle Rayner, but I mean, I, that probably very easily could change. OK, OK. I would say that my favorite one is uh, Guy Gardner, but I do like Hal Jordan a lot, too. Yeah, Guy yeah. Gardner's good, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I make like a top 10 DC superheroes list, uh, Hal Jordan is on that list and Guy Gardner is not. But he's my favorite Green Lantern. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right, yeah. well, there's some fucking dead Green Lanterns in this movie, huh? Uh, yeah, pretty much all of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, spoilers, right? I guess we should tell everyone. <laughs> but uh, right off the bat, um, do you want to tell people kind of where we're at in these Tomorrowverse movies? We're five movies in. What's happened? Um, so, yeah, this is the fifth movie. Um, there's a few things we haven't covered that have also existed, uh, primarily an Adam Strange short which was released with, I believe, um, the uh, Justice League Apocalypse War, which was the ending of the DC animated, DC, or whatever the hell the acronym is. I don't remember what it is. The previous iteration of the DC animated universe. Right. Uh, it, it came attached to that, even though it was a part of this here. It has some, uh, you know, still has the same voice actors, Adam Strange, the, the designs, uh, very similar. Uh, apparently, it was, it was a lot, a lot more graphic. Um, there's some, some violent uh, deaths. I, I watched a very brief review of it, but unfortunately, you can't find you can't watch it anywhere unless you own the DVD. I guess oh, um, I was I wasn't able to find it anywhere. So um, David Zaslav, he got rid of that short man to get a tax yeah. write off. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the HBO Max app can't support special features in their app. Um, yeah. So that's part of that. That was actually the first the first thing in this Tomorrowverse here. So. Um, it's 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 interesting that they have a few things like that. I think there's another one with uh, Catman D that was uh, might have been attached with Justice League, uh, Justice Society. Uh, oh, okay. Too, but I, I don't remember. Again, you can't find it. <laughs> um, so from there, uh, the first full like movie was Superman: Man of Tomorrow, which we we liked pretty much. Uh, then it was Justice League, uh, Justice Society, World War II, which is really a Flash movie, which is weird. And yeah. uh, then it was uh, the Long Halloween parts one and two, uh, which is yes. that, one of our favorite Batman stories here. And and that now it's this. And so far, all these movies are very loosely strung together, in my opinion. Um, oh yeah. Here, oh, yeah. here the the really only connecting thing here is, um, you know, we have the same voice actor playing Martian Manhunter and and the Justice League Tower there. We don't really even see really see the formation of the Justice League here. You know, we get some hints at it uh, in uh, the Justice Society when Flash and Superman are like, oh, we should team up. And then you again see Flash at the end of Long Halloween Part 2. Uh, he shows up at Wayne Manor with, with Green Arrow, right? 
Yes, with Green yeah. Arrow. Yes, absolutely. And, and they kind of wave, implying that they're inviting Batman into the Justice League. And, and they they name drop all those characters. They name drop Superman, Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman. Although we haven't seen this universe's Wonder Woman yet, uh, you know they mention they exist here, and that's really the only connection here. And then from there on, it's just a very self-contained um, John Stewart story. And well, not John Stewart story because th there are some other stories involved here. <laughs> Oh yeah, from heavily. This movie is like jam packed with characters, and it's jam packed with um, like kind of story beats that are from major Green Lantern stories. Um, and I, I, I kind of feel like it gets a little lost. Um, you know, this movie is pretty violent. You were talking about Adam Strange, that little clip being graphic or whatever. I think that this is a pretty violent movie. I think this might actually be the most violent out of all of them besides maybe the, the long Halloween. What do you think? Um, well, the, the, the short, uh, I saw one little clip of someone's face being melt off, melted off. I'm like, it's very detailed. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I would say that was probably the most violent, but this is, this is probably closer uh, yeah. to, to that. So I would say this one, this one, um, it, it kind of feels like the main message is killing people is justified as long as you know, it's wrong. Yeah. Right. As long as you kind of feel bad about it, you can kill people. Yeah, I, I felt that was a weird thing to get across in a Green Lantern movie. You know, um, like especially, um, you know, J John makes such an effort to say like, "Oh, I'm not going to kill anybody. I'm not going to kill anybody," and then he kills somebody. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's talk about that right now. So let's talk about Aldous Hodge as John Stewart. So John Stewart. Um, I believe that in the comics he actually is a sniper. Like I I have gaps in my reading and I know that like when John Stewart came into the Green Lantern Corps, I, I didn't read any of those books. I didn't even know the reason why he was recruited because that's one of the weird things about Green Lanterns is that like there's only supposed to be one lantern per sector of space, which is like multiple planets and yet Earth has like I, six I don't know. or seven. Right, 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 right. Um so I didn't really see John come in there. And I my experience with John is basically like a Green Lantern Corps book that came out when Jeff Johns brought Green Lantern back. Then any kind of appearance he's had in that, anything that he's had like in the Justice League or any kind of special event. But I really haven't followed any John Stewart like solo titles. And I think there is one right now for DC. Oh, I'll check that out. Um yeah, I, I've I don't think I've ever seen a John Stewart origin before. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I I've had I know that he has a military background, but that's about it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that this was that was kind of like fresh territory for me. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, you know, the, my primary knowledge of John Stewart comes from the, the Justice League cartoon. So, um, they don't really go into origins in that. They they expect you to kind of know the characters. Yeah. For, for John Stewart, he um, I think he is a sniper in the military before he becomes a Green Lantern. And in this, they they show him, you know, as a sniper in the military. Um, one of the things about Green Lanterns that's really cool is that each lantern makes their constructs in a different way or uses their ring in a different way. And like how kind of just makes things to get the job done no matter what. Uh, and, you know, uh, your favorite, Kyle Rayner, 
he makes these sort of artistic creations that often kind of side on like what a comic book creator would make because he himself is a comic book creator. That's why uh, I like them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. And then like John, I think also has experience like as an architect or like a designer. And so he I, makes I think like it was super an engineer. Was it an engineer? There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he makes more d detailed um, constructs. But uh, in this, he, he definitely has a certain kind of attitude and feeling. And I think it's different from the Phil Lamar version. We're talking about Aldous Hodge as Jon Stewart. How, how do you feel about that casting? Um, it, it's, it took me some getting used to it. I was, it's very hard to shake that Phil Lamar uh, voice from this. But I, I think he did a pretty good job here. And if you, uh, if, if anyone hasn't remembered, if the, if the name Aldous Hodge isn't familiar to you, he played Hawkman in Black Adam uh, a, a year or two ago. So uh, he's a DC regular. <laughs> and I guess that was the same year, right? <laughs> uh, around 2022. Is that when Black Adam came out? Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, big but DC you know, for Aldous Hodge. Yes. You know, it's funny because uh, he played two guys that, like, in different continuities has gotten with Hawkgirl. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he does a good job, and I think that what they were trying to get across with John was that he's like truly struggling with PTSD. He doesn't want to kill other people. He is this fish out of water in the sense that there's this cosmic craziness going on with all these different characters, and he gets roped into it, and he really doesn't want to be a part of it. And I think Aldous Hodge does a good job of conveying that. Yeah, and I really like the character arc there, the PTSD overcoming that and all. I kind of wish he didn't kill anybody, though. I think that kind of almost ruins the arc a little bit. Yeah. As you said, that message is like, it's okay to kill somebody as long as you know it's wrong. Like, I really don't like that a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's not as heroic. This movie, I got to say that, like, this is probably my least favorite of these movies. And I just kind of felt like it was a lot of scenes of exposition where they're explaining a shit ton of stuff that's happening in the cosmic universe. And then there's like crazy action sequences, but then that's kind of it. It's like travel to action sequence kind of reference this, uh, you know, not want to be a green lantern or, or, or PTSD and then like, just have a battle. You know, I didn't think there was a lot to this. Um, I really like the setup of this movie. Um, and you know, through the first, half or so maybe maybe a little more and then they started to rush through like the ran thanagar war and like you said emerald twilight uh and that's where i kind of like okay this they like really sped through this they really like fast and loose playing with these stories yes um, and, and i think they, they they cover the ran thanagar stuff uh, a little bit more in that adam strange short but again i think it's only in flashbacks it's not like current in that mm -hmm. so um i I don't know. Uh, I, I would rank it a little lower, I suppose. Maybe not the, the lowest, but yeah, I, I like where they started. And I think that it just ended very quickly. Like they rushed to the ending. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Surprise, surprise. Um, we could do our ranking at the end of the episode so we can kind of see where this lies with the other uh, four movies. I know we kind of count The Long Halloween as one movie, so I guess with the other three movies. Yeah. Uh, um. Following the Long Halloween is is pretty rough because the Long Halloween is such an excellent comic <coughs> to begin with, and you already kind of hear spoilers for some people. Um, you reference how there's this is taken from specific comic events, right? Yeah. So, like those events, even though they're 
kind of exciting to read and they have major implications, they're not on the same level as the long Halloween in terms of quality. No. No. Uh, and, and so, you know, we keep saying how this movie is pretty much about like war and PTSD. You know, it's like a Wizard of Oz of war. Uh, John is like dealing with PTSD from being in some, you know, Middle Eastern country in the beginning. Uh, and then he doesn't want anything to do with war. And then he essentially gets brought into this like cosmic battle between Ran and Thanagar. So spoilers. Um what did you think of that beginning sequence with him in the Middle East? Um, it, it, I was shocked at the, right off the bat. The first thing we're seeing is a bunch of people getting murdered. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, they, they, they really drove that PTSD thing home. He was very scarred from the war. Uh, I, I like that, you know, they, they kind of show him getting ambushed and he gets a knife through his hand. And then you see him in present day with a scar on his hand there. And that kind of, that kind of action scene plays out again towards the end, in the in the ending, uh, in the finale, the final battle. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it, it is done with a very unexpected character to be doing that. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that eventually, but um, I mean, did the sequence because it happens like twice in this movie? Didn't it kind of remind you of that sequence in Saving Private Ryan where the guy is pushing the knife into the soldier's chest? Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, that, that's a pretty common trope, though. You see that a lot, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, I think that that's in Saving Private Ryan. That's kind of the first time I really saw that like that. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe it is. Yeah. And and it's always kind of haunted me the way that it's done. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this, it's like that's it's life or death. You know, you got to save yourself. You have no choice because someone's about to kill you and you're watching it in slow motion in real time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we talked about Aldous Hodge as Green Lantern. What happens is basically uh, a Green Lantern ship or a ship from the Guardians of the Galaxy or Guardians of the Universe, there you go, sorry, <laughs> lands in front of uh, Jon Stewart and he gets um, a power ring from one of the Guardians. The Guardian oh, like just... That is that is Ganthet. Oh, we just fucking straight yeah. up disintegrates? Yeah, that, that is, oh. that, that, that's the main... Guardian that right there that disintegrates there. So damn. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Like spoilers, you know, you've already kind of said this already, but like Emerald Twilight is one of the stories that they adapt into this, and Ganthet is the one that gives Kyle Rayner his ring. Yeah. So oh, now he he's survived getting, that. <laughs> he survives it. Yeah, and this he just totally fades away. It's crazy how like they kill off certain characters in this. You're like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of an important character, but they're just fucking dead now. Yeah. I was no, I was honestly surprised because in the credits I saw that the voice actor attributed to said said Ganthet. Uh, so I'm like, oh shit, that wasn't some random guardian. He's not lurking around somewhere. He, he did have a ponytail, right? Um, you know what? He wasn't on the screen long enough for me to tell, honestly. Yeah, he's like, here, take this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think he had a ponytail. So that's that's like the Ganthet thing. Um, so John Stewart's gets the ring and he's already kind of using the sort of interface with it where, you know, he's asking the ring to do things. He, he wants to go see someone that will give him answers. The ring does not take him to Oa. Surprisingly, it takes him to the watchtower. Yeah. And that's where you get the character that I think is actually the best character in the movie. I agree. Uh, Arrow. Oh, you agree. Yeah. Okay. okay. I totally agree. Yeah. So uh, Jimmy Simpson, you, I think are probably a fan of him, right? Jimmy Simpson, yeah, I mean, he's McPoyle. <laughs> I knew, I knew, see, I knew that's exactly what you were going to say. It's like, always sunny in Philadelphia. He was fantastic. I think uh, he kind of nails 
the what I expect out of Green Lantern. Um, I, I think you Arrow. know, like you, you go back to the uh, the, the CW shows and Arrow, and it's like he's Batman. He's trying to be Batman. That's not exactly Green Arrow. Um, and this is this is what I envision Green Arrow to be. Um, kind of, you know, he he's, wants to do the right thing. A bit sarcastic um, and a little a little brooding, but not Batman level brooding. You know. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I think he was fantastic. I, I, I liked it. You know, that he was driven to find his friend Hal. I like the connection between Green Arrow and Green Lantern. You know, that whole '70s comics uh, Silver Age vibe there. Um, and I thought he was just fantastic. Yes, I, I think that that was called like hard traveling heroes. I I'm, I know traveling and heroes is in it. I'm not sure about the hard. Kind of sounds like they're walking around with erections, but like you know, like it's 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 basically Hal and Green Lantern going around. I think it was Denny O'Neill that was a writer, and it was the idea of like this sort of, you know, socialist kind of superhero in Green Arrow going around with like a super cop in Hal Jordan. You know, yeah, and you get little vibes of that in this. Green Arrow definitely has his views, and they kind of clash with John Stewart's. Um, in the beginning, you have. Green Arrow, Vixen, and uh, Martian Manhunter. Like, already the Justice League is already there. And they kind of, like, name drop Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman, and they kind of have all excuses for why they're not there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So then their first person that they encounter when they go on their journey to find out what happens to the Green Lantern Corps is Hawkgirl, right? Yes, and she was on OA to try to recruit their help in this battle that they're having with Rand. Yeah. Did you did you know anything about this movie or like did you kind of know what to expect from this movie? No idea what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So so like when Hawkgirl shows up, were you kind of surprised? Um I was a little surprised. I mean, obviously there's that deep connection to Justice League with Jon Stewart and Hawkgirl. Uh, yeah. They, they kind of have a relationship in that show and beyond. Um so I wasn't surprised, I guess, but I mean it wasn't unexpected, you know, but um, yeah. I, I did not know it was going to happen. Yeah, it's funny because I didn't know it was going to happen. I was actually kind of surprised when she showed up. But then I looked at the fucking poster for the movie and Hawkgirl was just right on the poster. You know? you know what? I don't think I even saw a poster. And I honestly didn't even know that there was a Jon Stewart movie before I I, we, I said we were going to watch this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's a problem I keep having with this universe because I kept thinking that Legion of Superheroes was the third movie. But yeah. then it'd be like, oh, no, 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 there's a Batman movie. There's another Batman movie. Then there's this movie. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, guess what? Legion of Superheroes is next. <laughs> okay. Thank God. Jesus Christ. And we need to watch it before HBO Max takes it off the service. So I don't have to pay for another rental again. <laughs> yeah, no fucking kidding. No kidding, man. Um, But it's funny, like, going back to that poster, like, Sinestro's right on the poster. So that's kind of a spoiler for, like, the villain of the movie, you yeah. know? Because, I mean, this movie is very much a uh, a mystery. It's kind of like, what happened to Oa? Like, the Guardians are dead. The Green Lanterns are dead. What happened? And then, like, you just kind of keep moving forward. And it's like, okay, well, now a lot of Rainians are dead. A lot of Thanagarians are dead. What is going on? And there's a uh, lot of dead bodies. <laughs> yes, yes. They just floating in space. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but before we move on to, like, what's going on with the mystery i wanted to ask you uh jamie gray hyder as hawk girl what do you think of her she was the sierra hawk girl uh she was pretty good i i'm not familiar with the with the actress who played her uh, i thought she did a good job i was able to separate her a bit 
more with then, uh, you know, the Phil Lamar kind of thing uh, for, from Justice League. So um, I, I think they worked out pretty well there. Although it's weird, there's there's only two female characters in this entire movie, and uh, it's you know she's one of them, and then they have one of the one of the villains who I think maybe has like two lines. Oh. And of course they fight, and it's just like I'm like I, I kind of wish, yeah. I kind of wish there was a little more uh, female re- representation in this. I guess. Yeah, uh, I don't know who, who at this point, but you know, just something. Yeah, well, the way this movie works, they kind of shoehorn in a lot of random aliens. Like maybe you could have had like Starfire, you know? Yeah, something. I, I mean, or you could have had a fucking female Green Lantern too, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, understand. I guess they're trying to say they're all dead. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're uh, trying to do a twist in this movie that like you you would essentially need all the Green Lanterns to be dead. Yeah, but there are some really great female Green Lanterns. Um, I was gonna say there there actually is, there's three women because vixen's in the beginning too oh that's true yes that's right good yeah point. yeah but uh you know so i thought she was good as hawk girl there's definitely like that sort of like that tension between her and green lantern and green arrow because she doesn't trust them she thinks they're on the other side and uh so they're they're angry and she kind of has this sort of like wharf personality where like there's multiple times where she's like oh that was an honorable death or like you know they should battle like she's like really pro fighting <laughs> yeah um which is like in line with thanagarian culture so uh let's let's kind of just jump into spoilers and and get into some of the details here so it's revealed that sinestro is essentially behind uh this before we get that we kind of should mention the other major character they had um i know we we sort of mentioned before but adam strange he shows up in between this and that increases the tension with you know hawk girl and then because there are opposite sides there um, this is where I wish they would have given us more or they would have given us the, uh, I wish it was an opportunity to watch that other showcase thing to kind of learn more about who Adam Strange was. They kind of expect you to have seen it, uh, I think. And, um, I was a little let down by that, but essentially he just shows up from the, the Zeta beam. And then from there, uh, we learn more about Sinestro after that, uh, him when he shows up. So. Sorry to yeah, <laughs> yeah. Adam Strange is definitely like the most obscure character in this. And if we're not counting like random villains that are on Sinestro's team, like yeah. Adam Strange is definitely the most obscure in a movie that's filled with mostly obscure characters. Yeah, agreed. And you know, especially since he doesn't really look like his his comic counterpart. He's a little very uh, un, unshaven, and you know. Yeah, and, and so he looks like a space hobo, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so one of the things that I don't particularly care for is that there's certain characters that just get killed off and then that's it. And then there's other characters that are still alive. And so you have the idea of like, oh, well, we can kind of play with these toys later. We can, we can be with these characters. But then there's certain characters who's like, they're fucking dead now. And um, with the whole Adam Strange aspect, it kind of felt like they were just kind of like, okay, Adam Strange is done. Here he is in this movie real quick. And then he's done. Because like his wife is dead in this movie, apparently, even though I think they could say she's still alive. And then like his wife's father is Sardath and Sardath yep. gets killed in this movie too. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think Adam Strange is dead. I think there's the Zeta beam just took him somewhere. Cause that, that's what I, happened when, yeah. So totally agree. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and his daughter is alive. So that kind of gives him uh motivation to live. And I wouldn't be surprised if we don't, we see, we see him 
in uh, uh, crisis. Yeah, you're that. probably right. Especially if he's in that first short that you're mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, okay, Sinestro's gang. It, it's weird in this movie when Sinestro shows up because there's there's basically like three different versions of Sinestro when you read comics or you watch cartoons or play Injustice. Like there is the Sinestro that is kind of always on a team like the Legion of Doom and he's like a guy by himself and he's got his ring. Uh, and then a lot of that is like from pre-Sinestro core days. So he has a different costume, but he still has a yellow ring. Um, then you have like the Sinestro core Sinestro, which is like he's the leader of it. And, you know, they all look the same. They all have that yellow uniform. And uh, he's he's pretty powerful. Then you have this kind of Sinestro that reluctantly left the Green Lantern Corps or no, no, reluctantly is the wrong word. Like he, he was kicked out of the Green Lantern Corps, but like he really would rather be like a Green Lantern still versus a Yellow Lantern. Yeah. You know, and in this, he's he's kind of this like a villain that just really wants like chaos. And, and they kind of even explain why he wants it. But he, him and his team are kind of like cannon fodder. Whereas I actually really love Sinestro. Sinestro is one of my top 10 favorite DC villains. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of him in this? Um, well, this is the point where the movie, I feel like they're trying to cram in too much too fast and everything kind of gets glossed over. Um, he He's okay in this. I, I've definitely seen better. Uh, he is second fiddle though. So, I mean, I, I guess that's intentional there. You know, yeah. you see him and you're, you're expecting him to be the main villain, but he's not. And, uh, you know, he has his whole gang there. They really don't go into it. They name drop two of them, and that's it. And I've seen a few of them before. I, I probably couldn't place. But, uh, you know, the guy with the mind control, like, I know his name, but I just can't remember it. Oh. Um, yeah, I think his name is, like, Destro. But, I mean, that's that's from fucking G.I. Joe. Yeah, I mean, it's something I don't remember. But um, I was surprised, like, like you said, that they, they feel like henchmen off the bat, sort of. Uh, and I especially thought it was really weird that most of them don't use their rings very much. <laughs> right, right. It was really that weird. Like, like the um, uh, Lisa like uses the the chains and all that, and that one guy with the mind control used the sword, sort of. But I'm like, they're like loading boxes into like ships and stuff. And I was like, first of all, why like the you? This is like the ultimate henchman thing to have to do is load boxes into a ship. And like, why are they not using their rings? <laughs> Yeah, really, really good point. I, I was kind of confused. I was like, is it implied that all of these people are in the Sinestro Corps, or is it just Sinestro and uh, Lisa? I think her name's Lisa Drack. Is Something her name? Like that. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, um, a few of them look like they have they have the powers, but not all of them look like it. And you know, like usually the costume is very is black and yellow. And you have the symbol, and you do see the symbol on most of them, but some of them don't even use the powers at all. So it's like. You know, what's yeah. going on here? <laughs> okay, so so the guy with the three eyes and the fin on his head, that's Despero. I just looked him up. Okay. Okay. Then there is there was a, a Durlin. They're like a shape-shifting species. One of them is yeah. Chameleon Boy on the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, he was one of the bad guys. Then there was some kind of fucking lizard thing, which I think he's straight out of the Sinestro Corps. I've seen him before. Uh, and then there's this other fucking I, I have to look up this this other guy's name but he was the one that had like like a, a, a rod and he was like hitting people yeah um i guess you could say he's like he's got like fly eyes uh yeah. 
Uh, oh, Wasn't that the big lizard guy though? The the big lizard guy, yeah, yeah, he was in it, and then he was like, um, he, he's a member of the Sinestro Corps, as far as I know, from the comics. The biggest thing I, I took away from that guy with the with that kind of spear like thing or rod, whatever you want to call it, is like he he flat out hits Green Arrow in the back, and it's just like he's just like, ugh. like I imagine that would have went through him, you know? <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, that was one of the issues I had was the kind of the plot armor that the characters had, like just. You you know that you know the characters are, are completely unnecessary when they're just killing them left and right. But obviously, you know the the, the heroes here that like they escape with their lives way more often than they should have compared to everybody else. You know. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, like with, with the fighting and stuff, like, like a character like Lisa Drack, right? In the Sinestro Corps, she has like a very distinct role where she kind of carries the book of Sinestro or it might be the book of parallax. And, and she's got like the book and that's why she has the changes. Cause it's like connected to that, you know? Uh-huh. And, and like they, they all have these like distinct things that they do. They have like, these interesting qualities. And I, I really would have preferred that if we were going parallax and Sinestro core, that we went with just those members and we didn't have people like Despero and that Derlin and stuff. And we just had people from the Sinestro Corps and that's it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, I wanted to point out that like the rings, I, I like how they use the rings, whether they're in the Sinestro Corps or the Green Lantern Corps for this movie. Like, cause it's not like every single thing they make is like shooting out of their ring to do it. Like they'll, they'll kind of like, move around and it's almost like there's a field around them because of the ring and like they'll have like a blade in their other hand and they'll like use that you know yeah. I, I really like that what what do you think of the ring and like the yeah, that was a nice detail um i mean they they, they follow some pretty standard green lantern ring tropes uh you know that like they can call it from there and uh yeah and like you said before that you know each lantern kind of has their own construct style um so yeah i, I thought it was it was good yeah, um, I mean, they have the kind of the cliche stuff. You know, they have like a big hand that grabs somebody. That's always a Green Lantern thing. Or they make shields, and the yeah. shields are often like kind of getting whittled away by someone that's really powerful. You know, yeah, typical Green Lantern stuff. Um, you know, before we get into like the two main storylines, I just wanted to say one more Adam Strange thing. In this, he has a meta gene, and I think like in the comics, that's not the case. I, uh, you know, you mentioned him being an obscure character. I, I've seen him in a few scant books. I know very little about Adam Strange. <laughs> yeah. Did you I, read I, that? I've always wanted to read the Tom King book, but I, I, I have not yet. Okay, that, that answers that question. Okay, yes. Yeah, uh, that comic I felt was like one that kind of dragged on. Like it, it was stretched too long, you know. Um, yeah. But it was, it was a good job. That was another one that was about PTSD and, you know, dealing with warfare. And it was dealing with the very specific war that's in this comic or this movie right here. We're talking about the Ram Thanagar war. That was a mini series right before um, final crisis. Oh no. Was it final? Cri- no, no, no. I'm, I'm so stupid. Infinite crisis. Yeah. Did, did you read that tie in? I, I don't think I did. No. Good. Cause it was pretty fucking lame. <laughs> it, it, it was bad. Um, but it, it still was essentially the same concept. It was like Rand and Thanagar were like in the same solar system as each other. They weren't supposed to be. Yeah, one, they just one, basically... I, I think the opposite happens. I think I think uh, 
uh, Ran gets teleported near Thanagar instead of the opposite here. I, don't I think that is what happens. Yeah, yeah, and and you know it's just this bloody war, and it, it's also a move. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a comic where there are a lot of random alien characters in it. Yeah, in this story, it's not just like you know Thanagarian hawk people and Ran people. You know. Yeah. It, do you have a preference out of the two races? Um, I, I guess the Thanagarians. I had more familiarity with them. Yeah, yeah. Um. The the Iranian people are, are kind of lame, uh, but you know the whole main thing with with uh, Ran is it's just like Adam Strange is their hero, and they use the Zeta beam to like beam all over the place, and that's their big thing. And and in this movie, basically, a Zeta beam is used as like a you know weapon of mass destruction. Yes. Yeah. So um, you, you didn't watch that one, but did you read? Right? Did you read uh, Emerald Twilight? I have not read that either, actually. Okay, okay. I have but you know what happens in it, right? Uh, yeah, this is essentially where where Hal kind of loses it and he becomes Parallax here. So, um, you know, the second we see Hal in this, I'm like, something's up. <laughs> the second he pops out of the shadows, he, we knew something was wrong there. I didn't quite expect him to go full Parallax here. Uh, I actually was thinking it was going to be like, I, I honestly thought that the Sinestro we saw was going to be a decoy, and that was really going to be Sinestro. I thought that oh, was okay, bad. okay. I, I, I don't know that. why it's that, that's another very, you know, common trope. Um, but no, it was, it was Parallax. That I do feel they rushed it here. Um, you know, it, the comics. Hal experiences PTSD. Like he he sees his city, uh, coast city destroyed, and he kind of goes a little little nuts over it. Uh, here. It's really rushed over how quickly he turns into Parallax here, and uh, but you know with the Parallax entity and all that, which I, I don't think was that was that little creature that that wasn't initially how it was done, right? Or was it? So uh, Parallax doesn't like come off of somebody and like go into his mouth yeah. the way he does in this movie. It, it's sort of like a uh, insidious thing where it kind of like its power grows inside of Hal. But that's it's all like retconned. It's all like after the fact. They're like, "Oh, this is the reason why he was bad. It's because of yeah. this." Yeah, know? exactly. So, so they, they they really really rushed that. And uh, I think, as you mentioned in your notes, uh, Hal's just butt naked for a, a whole bunch of time, flying through space and shit. Yeah, yeah, he was totally Doctor Manhattan it, and uh, he's got these ripped abs. There, there was this, you know this weird kind of choice. I don't, I don't know if this was kind of hinting at like a sort of a homoeroticism between Sinestro and, and Hal and like, you know, the idea of like the two of them being shipped in stories. But like at one point Sinestro's just like totally just like leaning his freaking asshole over. Yeah. He Hal's was crotch. Him. Yeah. yeah he he's was straddling naked. Right Hal. There. Yeah. Yes. That was, yes, before yes. He was, that was before he was even bad. And he was like following him, you know? <laughs> yes. 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 It, it, it's funny because like those two characters have such an interesting, dynamic and you know that's worthy of a movie in itself right there those two but it's just like real rush they kind of have their final battle and sinestro essentially hasn't possessed um how becoming parallax is like a big deal even though it's only three issues in the comics the the whole event emerald twilight yeah. it's still at this major major green lantern event yeah you, you know i mean once jeff johns comes on then you have all of a sudden you have like uh you know blackest night and then there's other shit with all the different cores 
But yeah. like that was like the main Green Lantern event for a long time. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, and like we said here, they kind of they kind of gloss over it. Uh, not gloss over it. They 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 really rush it. They really cram it in there. And then uh, this is this is where I come back to the battles that the characters are having. You know, like it's John Stewart, this brand new recruit. He even gets called a Green Lantern, like a rookie, sort of. You know, they, they insult him in that way. And then he's fighting off Parallax here with like twelve fucking Green Lantern rings. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right. Going, Parallax is is taking everybody out. He's fighting yeah. everybody, the whole team there, and then he just knocks them all out. But like before, he's ruthlessly shooting at people in the in the in the back and all this other shit. Yeah, and, you know, he's like, oh yeah, well, you know, being tortured for months, brutally tortured, was we'll do that to a man and. Uh, and then suddenly the you know the heroes like oh uh, they're, they're the heroes I'm gonna only knock him out sort of <laughs> I don't know I, I, that inconsistency really bothered me because um, I, I feel like you were trying to be realistic with the violence and the the consequences of of war and all that and then they have to go back to kind of like that cartoon mentality where nobody dies sort of mm -hmm. um, I, I I I mean not that I want to see characters die but I mean I. Uh, I, I kind of like lost my suspension of disbelief there, you know? Yeah, no, I totally understand. I, I was going to say, um, is, do you think there's a name for that trope where a character that's inexperienced like John, like you just said, like quickly becomes like an expert, quickly becomes the best over a very short period of time? Like, I know there's sort of like the idea of the Mary Sue. Yeah, that's the closest thing I can think of, yeah. Right, right. Because I think like Green Lantern absolutely – 100% suffers from that where it's like, like they get a ring and then like all of a sudden they're like the best one in the whole fucking core where people have been in the core for years, but they get taken out like punks. And then all of a sudden this one person gets it and they're like amazing. Just like you were saying. Yeah. I mean, they, they do say that he was, you know, learning from the ring for training courses and all that shit, but that's not enough. I mean, and it's still, it's one ring versus like, you know, he's got multiple rings on some fingers, you know? <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Well, that, that's one of my favorite parts is like Hal eventually goes Super Saiyan in this movie. Um, you know, we, we might just give some context if someone hasn't seen the, the movie. But basically what happens is there's this crazy moment that Sinestro orchestrated where Zeta Beam is like essentially destroying Thanagar. Uh, and during that chaos, Hal like... He, he he loses his Green Lantern power. He's just naked, you know, on the planet's surface. Sinestro comes down and like Parallax crawls out of his mouth and crawls into Hal's mouth. And then Sinestro and Hal go to Oa and just basically take out the whole entire Green Lantern Corps. And that, uh, the reason why I have the ticker here is because there is one part where Hal looks like Broly where he's like naked and his abs are showing and he's got, he's got fucking yellow hair, you know, and he's screaming. Yeah. And he, he doesn't have a ring either at that point. I mean, I know parallax the, is the source of the yellow ring and all that, but still it's just funny that he's just flying naked through space and then just take out literally every Green Lantern. Yeah. 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 And, and it, what sucks is that there are some Green Lanterns that are really great in the comics. Like there's Kilowog and there's, um, Savak, shit, I can't remember his fucking name, but the one that has like multiple arms, yeah. you know. And it's been a while since I read any Green Lantern, and they just like they. Sh I know they show. I think his Tomare. name is Savak. Who's they that? Show Tomare on on the ground. 
Oh, okay, okay, right, right. I mean, they show like you see these bodies, you're like, oh yeah, there's the, there's that girl with like the purplish hair. There he is, you know. So all these characters do get taken out in Emerald Twilight, and then there are new Green Lanterns that join the core after. So they could like reboot it, but it's just it sucks to like lose characters and you know you don't even get to meet them basically yeah i don't think they even showed kilowog anywhere either uh oh no no they did maybe when they when they were attacking oh i think they might have showed him in the background oh, that's lame yeah yeah um, but like i think back to uh you know i, I mentioned we, we see the, the body of toma ray there he's the guy with the kind of like the fin on his head there and the kind of like a beak sort of yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and i think you know you see him he's taken out there and i think back to young justice uh, there was that arc there where he like sacrifices himself and like how well done that was and you know uh, and then you, you have this uh, I, I granted that's a show and then they have these kind of longer arcs and this is just a you know this is a movie but they do have to kind of rush things on occasion but um, I feel like you know I, I like it when those when they have those kind of noble sacrifices that have meaning things like that and they're not just extras that are just used for effect yeah I think what we're learning here is that comics really like condensing major comic events into movies. It it, it rarely works well. It's especially more when like it's multiple. <laughs> wait, wait, say that one more time. Especially when it's multiple comic events crammed into a single movie. Right, right, right. Exactly. Like it just it really. You, I mean, this movie is a great example. You really just barely get any character development. I, I feel like, you know, like how little did we actually mention Jon Stewart in this discussion today, even though we've been talking about this Jon Stewart movie? Yeah, yeah. You, you know? Um, and, and, and Green Arrow is pretty awesome. We should kind of like kind of wrap it all up right here and, and, and point out that like Green Arrow is actually the one that kills Hal. And that does have depth to it. That does have weight. And a lot of it, interestingly enough, is like just the character's reactions and stuff like his faces yeah i i agree there i i feel like that that death had some weight to it um you know it was weird when when john stewart just killed sinestro i was like what but i it felt necessary and it felt right for green arrow to have to take out his best friend after he's seen what he's, he's be turned into you know yeah I'm like, okay, uh, fucking Sinestro's done, dead. Hal Jordan's dead. This is the first Green Lantern movie in this universe. Okay, sure. Yeah, great starting point. Right, there's right. No Guardians, there's no Lanterns. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, sometimes like the choices they make just kind of blows my mind. But um, they, they, they suggest that they could like restart the core. And like I said, there are other members they could bring in. Like, I don't think they showed Guy Gardner. They didn't show any of the other Earth Lanterns. Yeah. So, so you know, we could potentially see them in uh, in in crisis, or if, if I mean, I, I assume the Lantern Corps will be in crisis. So, yeah, man, yeah. So, uh, do you want to? Is there anything else you want to say about this movie? First off, uh, yeah, the ending. Uh, what a weird fucking last line. L let's go get something to eat. <laughs> like what the? Like I don't know. Like, like I know, I don't know what I was expecting. Like it was just such a weird line to end on. Wait, wait, wait. Is, is, uh, what's no, his no after credits. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, they they fly back to Earth, and John says he's gonna you know restart the core. Uh, Shair goes back, and you know they just is like oh, and John says like oh, I'm hungry. Let's go get something to eat, and they just walk off, and that's it. No, 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 no. no. There's one line after that. 
What is Green, it? Green, Green Arrow says something that's kind of like old fashioned or, or, or kind of weird. He says something like, I'm not ready yet. Maybe after a couple of moons, he says. He says something like that. That that's literally the last line is Green. He definitely says something about moons. Moons as in like time passing. He says something like, Maybe after a few moons or or I need a couple of moons. He says that. I don't remember hearing that. <laughs> okay. All I right. love well, that. Yeah, there's our quota of, of us vaguely you know, remembering things. Nailed it. Yeah, no, no. I love that in, in your head canon, your version of the movie is just John Stewart be like, let's go get some food. And then it just yeah, like, and then black. Oh, maybe I was just so shocked that I didn't even hear the other line. I'm going to have to yeah. go back and just verify that after this. Now I'm just kind of picturing that Michael Bay Transformers ending that they put on everything where it says directed by Michael Bay and Lincoln Park kicks in. Yeah. It's like, let's go get something to eat. What I've done. Uh, you know, I just fucking, I fucking love that. <laughs> but that's yeah. the kind of movie this fucking was with like the warfare and the violence and the killing off of characters that people might really love like that's what the bay films would do too like oh just jazz just got broken in half by megatron oh yeah. that's okay ironhide's dead all right whatever you know like yeah that's what this movie is like yeah pretty much <laughs> so um what do you call it should we rank all these movies uh yeah yeah we could do that i i didn't write it down but i i can i can do this from memory fuck <laughs> yeah so you, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, yeah, you go first. I, I think I usually go first. So, Okay. I'd hate to say this. I truly hope this doesn't come off as racist, but I would put this as my fourth out of these four movies if we're combining Batman. Yep. Okay. And, um, I mean, it's not because there's a black Green Lantern or any kind of stupid shit like that the other side gets so worked up about. It's just because I feel like this movie is like what I said in the beginning. It's just like sort of like scenes of exposition told through like flashbacks and a lot, a lot of craziness happens in this one movie where it just feels like you need to stretch this out over a season of a show or multiple movies. So there's that one. Then I would say out of four movies, um, the Justice Society World War II is my third favorite. Then my second favorite is Superman, uh, Man of Tomorrow. And then the first one is both Batmans put together. Yeah. Do you have the uh, same ranking? Uh, no, I would flip. I would flip Green Lantern and Justice Society. Um, really? I, I had some issues with that. Like, I feel like it was, uh, um, it was weird to have. A, it was. I, I didn't know if it was a Flash movie or a Justice Society movie. Uh, I felt the, the the villains were kind of weird. Like, like they don't even name the villain. Like, I remember pointing that out uh, in, in that, and then it just kind of ends. And like, <laughs> like the whole point of the movie was just Flash needs to have a girlfriend. Like, like that it was so weird. Uh, I don't and know. It ends I, with I, him I, saying, "Hey, you want to get lunch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Iris, want to go on a picnic?" Like, what I've done. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's not, it's not like a, for, for, like, there's not like a huge gap in between those rankings. There, they're pretty close towards the bottom there. But uh, yeah, I, I, we real, both really enjoyed Batman. I really, Superman, I thought was a pretty nice start to this whole universe here. But uh, so far, it, 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 it kind of feels like 50-50 here. Like I like those two a lot. The other two, not as much so far. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, 
we round this off here uh, with at least your superheroes is left and then it's crisis after that or is there something else oh no no there's, there's a justice league after that and then crisis so oh, we're almost done with this <laughs> what's the justice league one uh is, is it, it war world i think it's war world yeah why oh. i cannot say that word war world <laughs> i know war world war world war, war. war yeah. world <laughs> uh, I actually just read uh, Superman Action Comics War World Rising by Philip Kennedy Johnson, and yeah. I actually really dug that. So if there's any kind of connective tissue between that and that movie, I think that could be good. Well, we'll find out in a couple weeks. Yeah, man. Okay, well then let's let's hang out with that, and and you know we will come talk about Legion of Superheroes next week. Um, I know that we have. I'm so so looking forward to Madam Web. Yeah, wow. and I'm then, telling you, man. I, I know we don't want to do it, but we probably should just get Morbius out of the way while it's still on Netflix. <laughs> oh my God, is this going to be a? We week need to do Madam Web and Morbius at the same time to see what and compare which one's worse. Oh my God, that's like taking two shots of like just fucking asshole poison. juice. Yeah. <laughs> what poison? Yeah, poison. No kidding. No kidding. Some venom. There you go. Uh, so we could, um, yeah. Well, all right. We'll probably knock out Madam Web and uh, Morbius, you know, within the next couple of weeks. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I just said asshole juice. I can't believe that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this has been me and Brian. If you like asshole juice, then you can subscribe to our channel. You can follow us on uh, Spotify, but you can also follow us on YouTube. And next week, well, I guess Madam Web will actually be our next recording because yeah, that, that comes out on Wednesday. Yeah, so is that is that your Valentine's Day gift to your wife? Uh, yes, it's gonna be Madam Web. No, um, no, I, I don't know if we, she's even gonna want to go see it. Honestly, so yeah, we'll find out. Could you imagine if I like straight faced, like really tried to pull it off, told my wife that was her Valentine's Day gift? <laughs> I was like, here we go to see Madam Web. Yeah, <laughs> Art, can you believe it? There we go. <laughs> We're going to see this. And it just it just hard cuts to me dead on the street with my head cracked open. You know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that has been Complex Transformed. We love y'all. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you guys. Re